oh my god this is a long time coming uh so i'm sitting here with games athlete marquan jones what's good brother how you been man hey man i'm doing great i um just getting over this little quad issue okay i feel good uh training is in full effect all right everything's on the up and up things is on the up so we roll it maybe we roll all right it. I'm, I'm happy to hear that so for those of you guys um, tuning into this is the first episode presented by Max Effort Media of the platform. So this is an idea that uh, Marquan and I came up with um, just trying to shed light on different athletes and, and what it is to be in their respective realms. And we kind of collaborated and came up with this whole podcast idea. So um, I said, you know, let's pull out the heavy guns. Let's get the heavy hitters in the building. <laughs> right. And I called in a favor and my lovely, beautiful friend, Courtney Roselle, most of you know her from the Titan Games, is in and she is our first guest. How you doing, Courtney? I feel honored that I'm your first guest, like beyond honored, but I'm good. I'm good. Um, just doing a lot of things, been moving for the past year. This time a year ago, I was in Atlanta filming. Yes, so, I do remember that. Yeah, like I was filming right now, so it's crazy that it's even been a year, but also a blink of an eye because this pandemic has brought on, yeah, yeah craziness. Well, well, wasn't um, Wadapalooza was like around this time too? Yes. Right? I remember seeing you down at Wadapalooza. Yeah. I, so when I when I first interviewed you, right, that was pre Wadapalooza or was it post? Because I can't even remember. Ooh, shoot, that. no, no, no. It was it one. Was, so I came home from the Titan Games. The fifteenth, I interviewed on the sixteenth with you. Two days later, I left for Wadapalooza. Oh yeah, and then like I my you. month was okay. out of control yeah. of competing. My body was like, "Please stop Shot. doing anything." <laughs> especially, especially after the Titan Games, I always see, and you'll be the first person that I get a you know the real experience with. But you can see that they put you through it. Oh it's yeah, like back to back to back. It's yeah, straight work. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, so, so now we uh, we revisit Courtney Roselle and where Courtney Roselle is actually right now. Um, so last time we spoke, uh, there was no pandemic in effect, right? Yeah. Is that crazy? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of surreal. That's not nuts. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But. It's kind of surreal to like, think about that, that, you know, last time we sat down and spoke, no one would have thought that we'd have been in lockdown for a full year and, you know, go through what we went through. So, um, I just want to talk about, let's go, let's go post Titan games. Okay. How did life change? Um, what is different between, you know, pre and post Courtney? Um, my life is way more in the public eye. And I feel like Quan can relate to that. Like when you made the CrossFit Games, for, I mean, how many followers did you get overnight? Let's talk about that. Uh, it was <laughs> insane. And I think leading up to that, actually regionals, it really went crazy. And then right. more crazy afterwards. So, yeah, the notoriety goes up. The like notoriety said, goes sure. up, but also the eyes watching you People goes up. People just always want new content. And if you ain't putting out there, they'll stop it right away. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it's, also, if you have a personal life too, some people, like, you're not allowed to have that. Right. They need to know your move, every move, what, why, why you not, you know, posting with your family, your friends, whoever you're dating. Like, they feel like they need to know everything sometimes. It's oh. interesting that you said that too, because I'm the per type of person that, I keep social media, social media. Yes. And yes, that I know. You, <laughs> you, you get what you see pretty much on yeah, social yeah. media, but when you get to know me, it's a little different. Then you, you know, it's, it's a lot different for all of us, right? So, yeah. And I feel like it's a fall line. And yeah, yeah, like I'm the most, and J Jay knows this, but I'm the most like extroverted, introverted person you'll ever meet. So I'm very like out there. I'll tell you all my business because I think authenticity attracts other people right. and that's good for my business. But at the same time, like, my relationships with my family and my relationship of how I keep my peace with myself needs to be with myself. Correct. And like, but people don't, they people have no line. They want to know everything. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's what social media kind of created. Cause you have to yeah. think about this, right? So the person that picks up this phone and now looks into this phone and let's say you, you know, every day you go through your little spiel, right? Yeah. So now you deviate from that. That person is accustomed to waking up every day and now getting this little piece of Courtney Rosal, this little piece of Marquand Jones. So the minute you take, you deviate away from that, it's like, Oh my God, like, where is this content? I need this because this is how I kind of start my day. A lot of people, the first thing they do is they roll over and they jump right in their phone. So that's where that comes from. And that's where that whole like that that um that mindset is like, oh, well, what have you done for me lately? Because right. like you said, if right. you're not putting up content, it's like, all right, well, on to the next. Right. We yeah. Live, we live in a very fickle society. You know? Yeah. And especially, you know, during this time right now with a lot of controversy and the whole pandemic and everything in between, everybody's looking to cancel somebody in about five seconds. Yeah, Cancel culture is real. Yeah. Right. Like and not like people are bored, but I guess people are bored. So they're looking to 
throw you out there and throw you to the right. sharks. Throw you to the sharks. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just like I, you guys are in two totally different realms than I am. Because I remember like when Quan made the games, I remember I DM'd him. I was like, yo, bro. like I was there when he made the out. games. I was shout like, out. oh my God. But also, you are a very humble yeah. character. Yeah. So he's like, thank, he's like, thanks. He's like, uh, like you're not right. here. Yeah, he was like super chill. I was like, bro, yo, I was like, yo, so you know, chill. the people's champ, like, yo, right. congratulations. He's like, yo, thanks, bro, I appreciate you. He was like super cool with it. But like for me, I, I know that has to be a little weird to kind of get that from somebody you don't really know. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, but Wait, what to, do you mean? Go on. So, so like, like I had known Quan via social media. I had never, I hadn't, I hadn't met him in person uh, yet. Oh. So now you got like, I'm pretty sure you guys get an influx of people that are in your like DMs and they're like, oh, um, you know, hey, this was great that you, you know, were on this show or you like made the games or whatever the case may be. But you like, do you like in the back of your mind? And I'm, this question's for both of y'all, like yeah. as an athlete right now that you get to this little notoriety, um, are you guys like a little leery? Because like, you don't know if the person on the other end is like that authenticious with it. I mean, no, it is what yeah. it is. Like exactly, yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. It's pretty simple for me. Yeah, uh, and, and a lot of people are going to listen to this, and they're going to get a good idea of who I am when it comes down to the social media and what it comes down to real life. For me, you may say you met me over social media, but I don't know you. Yes, still, yeah. it's going to stay that way, and it has to stay that way. Yeah, because yet again, social media creates a narrative, and they're going to be like, "Oh, I talked to Marquand now; we're best friends," and blah blah blah. I'm yeah. Like, Man, I don't, I don't know who I don't, you are. I don't know you, man. We didn't speak. Now, like you said, you're an extrovert, introvert to where I can hold a conversation with you. I can ask yes. you how your day's going, et cetera. And we can have that acquaintance relationship to where it's just, you know, a quick check in on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. But when it comes down to trustworthy, fr true friendship, that's something that takes time. Yeah, you got to build on that. <laughs> you got to build on that. Yeah. So if people get this illusion that we're best friends just because you hit me up on supplement advice <laughs> nah it's not happening like if you ask me about protein or what i'm eating i'll answer that question yeah yeah we're not best of friends yeah know? i mean it's like I, when the titan games happened i mean i was so beyond grateful for people they were like you made such an impact in my life and especially for the young girls out there and their daughters and i'm so grateful for that but it doesn't give you the right to know my inside out just because you think but but i get I, i'm beyond grateful for the experience you have no right. idea but it doesn't give you the right to know my daily in and out days and like everybody takes social media so literally they're like how are you just so 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 positive i'm like everybody gives you what they want on social media right. it's the highlight reel it's the, yeah That's it. That's it. and they're just like i just want to live your life i'm like do you want to wake up at 4 a.m and go to bed at 9 p.m and like and then they realize what my life is like and they're like wow that's hard i'm like yeah no no shit so so yeah so when you came back from the games right when you came back from the titan games yes um like how much did it change and how quick was like that transition for you having to like readjust you know what I mean? What do you mean? Like how quickly did life change? Yeah, because you said like you got like. Instantly. instantly. I got 642 messages overnight. Oh, Lord Ooh. have mercy. And I yeah, answered like, every one of them. Okay. Hey. All right. Took me an entire week. That's good. Yeah. yeah. 642 messages. I mean, it it was wild what happened overnight. And it was weird even too, because like I'd be out in Hoboken. They're like, yo, that's Courtney. And I was like. And I'm just like, so I'm like, please don't say it out loud. Please don't yeah, say it out yeah, loud. Yeah. You know what I mean? And especially because the Titan Games aired during the pandemic which was the greatest thing that happened not gonna That's lie because gift. it was a gift because yeah. what else was anybody else doing no we were the else. number one show on monday night every single night throughout all networks by far right so like people knew who we were people are still watching us they aired us in brazil recently yeah, argentina yeah. germany italy like it's still going around until the next uh, titan games airs which i don't even know when that's gonna be but it's it was wild right and i think the more important thing too was the message that you had you know empowering women was yes. something that was great you know yeah like you said you got a lot of messages on this helped me xyz helped me and that stuff is very is very important yeah that i just made sure important. like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity with the rock <laughs> right. doing the rock johnson and he put me on his social media first for a reason for right. his three door for his daughters and he was like if someone's gonna emulate somebody i want it to be this woman right, right here That's so beautiful. yeah so i made sure that the opportunity i got i made the best out of my platform right. meaning right. i'm gonna change somebody's life and you're or i'm gonna make an impact in some type of way i'm not not here to just look pretty on a screen and i'm not gonna hear just look pretty on screen and have nothing to say right 
it. Yes. That's not the life I live. Like a lot of people don't even know. Yes, I do model and I was in vogue at one point, but I write articles for women's health. Like I'm not going to go down there like a pretty face. That's right. not who I am. Right. And, and, and during this time, that's very important that you got that message across. So yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That, that's one thing I know uh, about Courtney. Like that's like part of her mission statement, like that women empowerment. I love that about you. And that's like one of the first things that, um, you kind of got across when we first met. I remember the first time I met her was at um, CrossFit Elmwood. And so yeah. I walk in this gym. I, I used to go over there and like open gym on Mondays. And Court just comes in, right? And she's, when she walks into a room, I think you could notice her when she, she's a pretty imposing figure, tall, right? Yeah. Got you some muscles. Jacked. You better say Jack. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> say you, know, you better say Jack. Okay. Got some muscles. So she walks in, right? And then she's just flinging around a, a barbell. And I'm like, who is this girl? And then um, I inquired, and, and then that's when I asked you to be on the Kicks, Things, and Coffee podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, when we first sat down and you, you spoke about your story, so I don't know if uh, the listeners have tuned into that podcast, but let's talk about, you know, your modeling career, right, and how that started for you, right, and, and, and <laughs> oh, what yeah. these industry people had told you. I think right. a lot of young women need to hear this because it's a very – it's a beautiful story because it's, it's – um, it shows like the resiliency and like the grit of your right. like persona. It's probably, it's probably never easy. No, right? it's never easy. I mean, a lot of people and I'll tell you my, and I still had people like the other day, my owner, someone hated on my body. My owner of my new gym caught it. He was in a barber shop and someone ended up talking about me in the barbershop. Like what a small world. And he had to wow. defend me. But like, so when I was younger, I was a huge tomboy. So I'm the youngest of four brothers and a sister. I'm the baby. Yes. Bring it. Yeah. The family. I'm the baby of the family. With baby too? You say yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, I am the baby. Right. I'm the baby brother. I, yeah. was, I was always wrong, and I was always getting beat up. No, yeah, so. six. And I have four brothers, wow. so it's like, what? Wait, what? Oldest of six. You're the yeah. oldest of six. Yeah, so, so you're the real big brother. I try to be. Now you're gonna have to protect everybody, basically. Yeah, if they want to be, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's crazy out there these days. You yeah. Know? Anyway, back to what you were saying. Um, so I grew up as like a very feminine tomboy, like very. Um, so I wanted to play football when I was younger, and my mom like wouldn't let me. She put me into cheerleading. It was fine. I'll get over it. But, <laughs> but I could, like, I couldn't see you cheerleading. Yeah. So, you know, but I was seriously, I'm five, I'm close to 5'10 now. And I've been 5'10 since like sixth grade. So they wanted me to go into like modeling because I had really long legs and they're like, please go into modeling. So I went into modeling at the age of 13 and they told me that, um, you know, I would only be a plus size model and I wouldn't be ever a regular model walking down the runway because I was too muscular and too big. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. Scrap that. I'm going to play sports. So I played sports and did something I was very, very comfortable with. Because in my arena of sports, like all I had to do was be strong. That spoke for me. My athleticism spoke for me. And I didn't have to just be looked at on a screen or looked on a page and be judged by. So when I went to um, college, I played college sports. I came out. I discovered CrossFit, which was amazing because I walked into a gym and I wasn't Everybody just knew me as strong and I wasn't just a strong female. I was just strong. And that yeah. was like the most empowering thing to me. And every guy and every girl was like, let's embrace these muscles. So when I got that confidence back and that self-esteem from CrossFit, I went out to modeling agencies again around the age of 25, mm -hmm. spent $500 worth of packages, which was about a college kid. That's like broke. Yeah. I'm broke. Tap those pockets. Oh, uh, yeah. Right now, right I now. am broke spending out packages and everybody denied me. Mm -hmm. And then one person called me in and they were like, sit down. I was so excited. I was 25. I was like, I'm about to sign a deal. And he just sat me down and said, I just want to let you know, no little girl's going to want to turn the page and look like you. So I just wanted That's to call you in person and tell you that. I can't believe they had the audacity to say that to you. Yeah, in person. Like, he the didn't tell me this off the phone. He was like, no girl's going to want to look like that. Like, you look like, like a power lifter. And like, it's not, it's not attractive. That's crazy. So then I was like, you know what? X this. I'm good in life. And then... A couple of months later, my mom went to the U.S. Open. She ended up getting tickets for my cousin for the U.S. Open, like these seats right on the court. And it was awesome. And she ended up sitting next to the assistant editor of Vogue. And the assistant editor of Vogue was like, I'm here to book some fitness models. And my mom was like, my mom, thank God, a couple of cocktails deep. She was like, my daughter's a fitness model. Mind you, I haven't booked one thing ever in my life. <laughs> she shout shows her, to mom. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to mom. She real. shows her a picture of me and she's like, oh my God, I'm looking for someone like that because I need someone who's athletic and actually looks the part. Like these sports fitness models, they don't look like the actual athletic part. No yeah. offense to them, like whatever it is, it is. Um, so then two weeks later, the assistant editor of Vogue had me out. 
to a huge forum of Self Magazine, Shape Magazine, Women's Health. All three of them booked me, and then they booked me for um, a huge two-page spread in Vogue that year. Wow. And that was my first modeling gig. So for everybody that hated me for what I looked like, Vogue picked me up as my first modeling gig and was like, I love her for exactly who she is. And when they gave the okay, it's like as if the world gave the okay for what I look right. like. It right. was wild. You just need that one that one audience yeah. or that one person to say, that's what we want. And it's yeah. for you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I told them, I was, they were like, what makes you different? I was like, I'm just everyday human being trying to make this work for women. So I'm an everyday athlete. I'm not trying to be in the pages of Vogue. Like, I'm not trying to just look like I look like an athlete. I am an athlete. So like, right. let's go. Right. So they loved my personality about that. They knew I was fiery from Jersey. So, yeah. but to be- in the, Jersey flair. Yeah. yeah, they to be in your first booking of Vogue, they were like, what? <laughs> What is going on? Everybody was like, I cannot believe after everybody denies you, you book Vogue. And I was like, yeah, you just got to be yourself at the end of the day, though. And it paid off. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be anybody else besides myself. And that's yeah. what they said. And I was like, okay. So what was the move after that? Like, like Oh, my God. Um, okay, so Vogue came. Then Self Magazine came. I did a whole spread for that. Shape Magazine. And then I got booked for WWE Divas. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> Quan, welcome to the world. <laughs> I wanted to shed some light on that. So let's talk about that WWE Divas and what that experience was like. And um, yeah, like, yeah, let's let's jump right into that. I, yeah, I think I've seen a post recently where you, you know, said you miss your WWE family. And I was like, I had no idea. So here <laughs> yes, we go. Yes, that was me. Let's yeah. So two years ago, this was the year before the Titan Games. Um, WWE calls me and has me out because I saw like my social media and stuff like that. And they're looking for more female divas and athletes. And so they had me out for five days down in Orlando um, going through, through some crazy training. I had bruises all over my body from wrestling. <laughs> like the ropes and everything. It's way different than people think. They, they it's use, very physical. And, yeah. It's so much more physical. People yeah. are like, it's fake. I'm like, it's it's fake to a point. To a point. Right. To a you point. still got to do the physical activity. I yeah. still have to hope that this girl I'm catching in my arms moves the right way so I don't break my neck. You right. know what I mean? Right, like, right, right, yeah. I depend on the other person. So I came back and, um, well, when I was there, I two people were there from the Titan games. So the oh. two girls were there from the Titan games and they were like, why don't you try for the Titan games? I was like, and it was only the season one. It wasn't even that big yet. And I was like, wait, what is it again? And they told me about, it and they're like, I'm going to reach out to the producer, but put your application in. I'm telling you, they're going to love you. They're going to love you. So I was like, whatever. I just was like, sure, I guess I'll do it. You know? So I put it, this application took me three days, this application to put in. It was wild. But the girl reached out to the producers Less than two seconds, the producers contacted me and were like, "That's dope." Yeah, they were like, "We gotta, we gotta talk." So I did three FaceTime interviews, and again, at the same time, me and WWE did not work out, which was more than fine. I put it like, it was a crazy experience. WWE put me on a platform. They told me to do like a promo about myself, and I made up a rap about myself to Fresh Prince of Bel Air rap. <laughs> like uh, they never heard any. Yeah, we need to see proof. Yeah, so I rapped to Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and they were like, "No one in the history of WWE promos rapped about themselves to the beat of Fresh Prince of Bel Air in front of the whole WWE staff." And they still didn't take it. No, because like, not gonna lie. Okay, so I was thirty at the time. That's like old for WWE. And like they, mm. so they wanted me to go there though. And so they wanted me to be on the WWE staff, but you wait around until you're booked to NXT or you could be sent to Europe, to Asia. So they didn't know what they wanted to do with my character. And no offense or anything. I worked too damn hard to be who I am today, to be a character of somebody else. Qu quick question. What was your wrestling name? I didn't have one. Uh, People thought you. I was going to go by Iron Grace, but I was like, oh, you know, yeah, like people that. wanted me to go by Iron Grace, but I made sure to like patent my stuff before I went there because once you go there and you don't patent something, WWE owns it oh, for yeah. life. Yeah, they own your likeness. Yeah, if you don't. For yeah. life. That's okay. a smart move on your part as well. But, yeah, I spent um, like thousands patenting my stuff and I was like, okay, I got to patent this. I got to trademark this because literally if I went there as Iron Grace, if I came out of WWE, let's say I booked them and I came out of WWE, if I went, let's say into a TV show and it was Iron Grace, they would get royalties for life off of me. Yeah. So the Rock gets, they get royalties off of life for the Rock. John Cena. That's got to be part of the deal, though. I mean, if you think yeah. about it, because that's the that's the jumping board, the diving board to get in to where they're at now. Yeah. You ever notice that a lot of those guys that, you know, once they transfer over to the next level, they're pretty successful. Like, i.e., John Cena, you know, The Rock. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess they were nowhere there without them, but for life, they got to pay off of their name. And they probably at that time wasn't asking for much. And, <laughs> you know, 
And then now The Rock is probably making so much money that it's like chump change to him. Yeah, he's the number one paid actor in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, so don't be surprised. He's he might likeable. be the next uh, or might be the president of the United States at Seriously. some point. <laughs> I mean, Everybody Arm- loves him. I'm working with Under Armour. Under Armour loves him. I mean, yeah. everything you put to his name is like it goes ASAP. Yeah, and the guy's hard. To, he he's very meticulous, but he's hard to get in, in touch with. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can imagine so. But um, yeah. So when I so I went through three FaceTime interviews, and then they called me, and they're like, "You need to come out to LA now because we got to put you through a combine of like seeing how I basically doing these obstacles." But it wasn't even the obstacles were that hard because I was there for with like Margot Alvarez, Danny Spiegel, and stuff like that. They wanted to see how you came off an obstacle out of breath and how you act on a camera. That was really okay. That's exactly what they want. Can you still have poise? Can you still present yourself? Are you still attractive to America? Not going to lie. And are you eloquently speaking? Like, what are you representing? And I'm telling you, you come off of obstacle courses that they're like, go, 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 go. And they're like, all right, now let's interview in front of a camera. Give me what you got. And he was like, yeah, let's go later. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they really, they really promoted ourselves as human beings first and then athletes second, which I didn't, right. I liked. I like that a lot. I mean, sometimes they forgot we were athletes because when they put us on obstacles, they were like, all right, just go now. So we had to do a three rep max deadlift with no warm up. Oh, yeah. Trying to kill people. That's right? a yeah. no for me, dog. But no. I did PR my deadlift at 405 when I was there. For three? <laughs> for three. Oh. No, 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 like three tries. So one rep at four. But okay. right. Danny so. was right next. She was in the same group as me. And she was like, girl, you're going to rip 405 off the floor. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but like, I didn't warm up. They were like, do some air squats, do some blah, blah, blah. They forgot we were athletes there. Right. I'm not even kidding. That, and that's what I noticed about that show is that everybody that goes on it has a story. And the story is amazing, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, okay, if I come up with a great story, maybe I have a chance. But I'm like, nah. Yeah. But <laughs> Corey, I realized, you have a good story. I realize it's not about that. The athlete, athleticism. No, it was some not. Of them on there, I'm like, uh, yeah, it was not. It was totally home. like attracting audience. They right. were like, you're a human being at the end of the day. Who can you attract? Right. I was uh, right. lucky enough to interview Andrew Heinous and oh my God. CrossFit oh. OG Matt Chan, and I'm those guys both have like very unique stories. Yes. Um, and like what like what I've noticed about these two, they're two polar opposite individuals, but like like Quan said, they have a story. You know what I'm saying? And oh, I'm and they're like, the nicest humans. Yeah, I Andrew, I love Andrew, and Matt Chan was just it, it. It was always a thing for me, like um, to at some point have a conversation with him. Yeah, and I was able to do that. And he was super. He was an open book, and he was super like humble. Oh know? my god, because he's like a CrossFit OG. Like most young guys now that do CrossFit don't know, you know, Matt Chan. You know, but. I, when I got into CrossFit, he was like one of the main guys. Yeah. So it was like to sit down and have a conversation with that dude was a great one. And I didn't know he was a firefighter too. Yes. So like I thought that was pretty awesome. But I liked how they combined, um, you know, guys or people with stories and not just having a a, a, a athletic skill set per se. Yeah, yeah. No, and like Matt Chan had become a firefighter because of his crazy injury that he almost died. Yeah, yeah he had that uh, fasciotomy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we spoke about that and I was, you know, he's an outdoorsy guy, right? So he's mountain biking and takes yeah. a spill on a mountain bike and yeah. lo and behold, that's a life-altering injury. Yeah, you know and he goes I mean? back to mountain biking like a month later for all that. <laughs> when I yeah. saw the pictures, I was about to throw up. Yeah. Was, yeah, because like, they literally opened his leg up and you could see like the fibers in his muscle. It was right. probably one of the craziest yeah. photos. The, I've one ever of seen. the greatest things when coming into contact with Matt Chan, not only is he like one of the nicest humans, like he's, he's amazing. And his wife is one amazing human. What separates him from being so great as an athlete. Like when we were in the Titan games, we had obstacles. So we had Mount Olympus, which everybody ran Mount Olympus. So it wasn't like I did Mount Olympus and he didn't. He knew every single, he was like, all right, it takes four steps to get to the wall. Yeah. It takes three turns to go down with the rope. Like he, his mental game. And I know that too, like what separates like pro athletes from college athletes is your mental game. And also your, um, what's it called? Like Recon- spe- recognition of the game, speed of the game. Spatial no, awareness. Um, a, what, like a reaction, yeah, reaction yeah, yeah, time. Reaction Sorry. Time. Okay. I, I think it's reaction time. And I was like, yeah, what am I trying to say? Your reaction time to things, which he's amazing at. And his mental game is something unreal. Like he knew he's like three spins, four steps to the wall two tugs with the rock three hits with the hammer like he visually saw everything before he went wait you don't operate like that <laughs> I, I operate as like i'm going all in i'm blacking out <laughs> i'm just doing this and, but that's that's true back to that to that point because yeah. we had a lot of athletes that i knew of that studied the game so well, well that wasn't even really great great athletes but they just knew by watching film 
They knew that, okay, if the left left tackle is pulling, I know it's going to be a run. I'm going to blow this up. And their reaction time, like you said, was half a second faster than someone else's. Yeah. And that's what put them yeah. in the right spot at the right time. And if you were ahead of the game, the game it's a game of inches, you know? Yeah. And I, that goes to anything in life, though. So, yeah. Yeah, I think where I, I what separates me as an athlete, like, it's not my, my mental game. I go in blacked out, but my, it's my grit that I'm not right. going to lose. Right. So that's why... You know, it put me where I am today and everything in between is because I have a different mind that, like, I'm just not going to lose and I'm not going to go down like an idiot. So oh, that's another way to <laughs> if, go If you were a superhero, that'd be your superpower? What? Like your grit, your, your tenacity? Your, yeah. And you I also do stop. things that are outside the box. Like, I have no problem going, if I get rejected three times, I'm going back seven more times. Let's go. So that's like the that's a gem right there. I think a lot of people need to hear that. Yeah, um, I think there's a and I, I said this in my last podcast, but there's a difference between people grinding and people have grit. So grind is like I wake up every day, I do the four a.m. class, and then I coach for twenty thousand hours, and then I go to bed at night and I cook dinner. But like grit is like stepping outside the box and doing something like my strong program. Then I know we're going to talk about it, but it's something I haven't done yet, and because. I was too comfortable with what I was doing right now. I was like, I need to step outside the box and make myself uncomfortable. So that's the difference between grit. Like I was denied 22 times from modeling agencies, but I went back and was like, I'm going to be the first athletic girl in Vogue magazine. I know I am. So like, I'm going to do something that makes me super uncomfortable. And hopefully, you know, I lead people behind me to do the same. So yeah. you, do you feel like that too? Kwan? Like, oh yeah. Just stepping outside the box and stepping outside. Uh, uh, one year, my new year's resolution was to say yes to everything. Oh, like yes, man. Okay. Wait, All right. what? Yeah, yeah. Right, let's, let's dive into There's that. so I mean, many things it, you can say yes to. So many, I mean, that made sense. You know, that put me in the right position. So I think one of those situations. This, this was in 2015 or 16. Um, I had a job opportunity to move to Jersey. Yet alone, I was a South Carolina boy. Stayed there my whole my whole life. I was about 23 at the time, okay. and that's all I knew. Uh, a job opportunity came across. I made that New Year resolution. Hey, somebody said, uh, Joe Passlock would say, hey, man, I'm starting a gym and I want you to run it. Are, are you willing to do this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody that's in their comfort zone, never been past Tennessee before that. Never been past Tennessee. And yeah. two different worlds. The South <laughs> and the North is two different places. Yes. So I said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I mean, I had to make sure things lined up as far as, Will I be financially stable, X, mm -hmm. Y, Z? Will I have, you know, a roof over my head, clothes on my back, food on the table, making some money? If it made sense, yes, I did it. So I was like, cool. Yo. And then now look where we are. Now I'm doing this dope podcast, yeah, into the games, did this, did that. A lot of opportunity has happened since then because that one year I said yes to almost everything. And that's it. It takes one. I always say you're one move away from something great. I always say that. A lot of people don't really, like, pay attention to the things that I say, but it's I'm glad that two people I respect <laughs> just said that. Like yeah. being open to to stepping outside of that comfort zone and yep. not being scared to take that risk. Because I think what happens is um, there's a saying like complacency kills. Right. And so if you get super comfortable, you, you won't know like what your limits really are. And, you know, looking at two athletes, right, and two good human beings. I'm just going to say two good human beings that have both said like, hey, you got to step out of that comfort zone to get to where you need to be. And sometimes it's an unfamiliar place and it's, it's scary, but at the end of the day, something beautiful can come from that, but you have to be willing to put yourself in that position to get there. Yeah. You know like you should never adapt. And people ask me, and I said this in my last interview too, but how do you, how are you such a strong athlete? How do you do what you do? And I was like, because I cried the most in the room. I know what weak feels like. If you don't know what weak feels right. like, you have no idea what strong is. And if you don't fail 2000 times, you'll never see success. Exactly. But that's, that's a gem right there. That's oh, big. God, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. You know, I know. <laughs> Did it hit your soul? Did it Because I like, girls say it all the time. They're like, how so common about your body? I was like, because I'm hated on. The other day, I was getting into the story. The owner of my new gym was in the barber shop. And again, I have this new class of strong. I partner with this bodybuilder champion. She's about five foot two, but she looks, she's, she's amazing. And she's a winner in bikini. And they were saying that the girls want to look like her. But the guy, the guy, the husband was saying, my wife want to look, look like her, but doesn't want to look like the other one, meaning me. And I was like, Whatever. mind you, thank God the owner of my gym was there. He was like, don't worry. Because he said what Arnold Schwarzenegger said, don't worry, you'll never look like her. Like, don't worry. He was like, she is based yeah. off a performance that you couldn't even fathom in your head that she does. So don't worry. She's not worrying about you. But he like, it was a random in a barber shop, and he, some people still have to defend what I do. But it's all right. Yeah, but it kind of it kind of checks me like I'm going to 
come back right. real quick. I think you got to look at that too as like sometimes people project. And that's all that is. Like that man is probably not comfortable in his own skin. So for yeah. him to be speaking, because if, if, if you look at like an athlete, right? These, these people can do things that like your boss was saying, like you couldn't fathom. Yeah. So who are you to sit here and say, person A doesn't want to look like person B. Look at yourself in the mirror. I mean, you got to look at the person who's talking about that. And nine yeah. times out of 10, that person is not comfortable in their own skin. So what they need to do is try to pick on somebody who has their shit together. Right. And that's what that shit comes down to right. at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. You know Keep I mean? doing you. Yeah. Keep doing you. It was definitely just wild that I was like, he, he told me the story and I was like, thanks for having my back, but it's all good. It just kind of puts me in check that like, I'm going to come back better. So it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Straight up. Yeah. But so now I, I wanted to segue into this, uh, this, this strong program. <laughs> I've been seeing it all over your social media. Yes. Um, I want you to break down what the strong program is and how did you come about? So I'm a huge strength athlete. That's all I want to do. So I don't want to do those burpee box jump overs that you guys do and those assault by I got you on that. Don't worry. I don't want to do any of that. But I also just think we're very privileged in the CrossFit arena, meaning like I surround myself with a lot of CrossFit people. I'm talking like in my life, but I'm talking like 80% of the population has no idea how to strength train or weight lift or that's true. That's I'm true. not kidding. That's like true. we're just, get, we're just everything. Yeah, you're right. It's right. wild. Like not like if you just walk into a grocery store and you like look around and stuff like that and how people talk, I'm like, this is what the real world is. You got to get hurt. You got to get hurt. Get hurt. Yeah. I hate when people say that. I don't yeah. want to get too bulky. All that damn weight. I don't want to get too bulky. bulky. Yeah. They think they're going to pick up a weight and all of a sudden have traps. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do this one clean and all of a sudden my legs going to blow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially women, which is like wild to think about. I'm like, just to let you know, those women that look a certain type of way that you don't want to look like, trust me, they trained all their lives to look that to look way. Like that. Oh, yeah. They're, they're lives and they take certain supplements or eat a certain way and trust me they're fine like looking the way right. they do yeah. they're not worried about what your opinion is exactly. but so i paired up with again my partner who is a bodybuilder competitor she's won gold medals in bikini so we took bodybuilding crossfit powerlifting ole lifting strongman and just functional fitness and took all the strength aspects of it kind of combined it together and came up with this program just called Strong. So like I don't do really rowing or anything like that, but I teach people how to weight lift. I teach people about giant sets. I teach people how to properly back squat. Um, I teach people about muscle endurance, what lean muscle mass does to your body. Like I tell people all the time, you, an average woman sitting across from me, I'm burning more calories at rest than you because I have more muscle than you. Like I just like teaching that and I like teaching body positivity especially for women and young girls. It's like absolutely wild. Mm -hmm. So my motivational speaking also comes into strong too, like when I'm there. And that's like my real passion is to talk to people. Are we going to get to that? I know. I know. <laughs> I figured. So I took this strength program because I also believe like my tagline is be strong, live confident. I believe strength training brings out the best in people because strength training changed my life. Like I became physically strong and then I was like, I can walk into any room because you can't do what I do at the end of the day. And I think also like swag. Yeah. But I also think like stronger people become stronger minded people can also be humble and give back like domino effect. You love yourself, you love others. But I think that comes with physically being strong and being able to hold yourself independently before I always tell people I'm self-made, never man-made when I'm in a relationship. I know that's crazy, but like I'll always make sure I can hold myself. Right. And I think I that needs to like give but back. It starts with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can't preach confidence. You can't preach xyz to a younger person if you don't have it yourself so yeah. the the first person that's going to love themselves should be you and you're you that's the proper way to lead yeah know? and i think oh, some yeah. of it comes just by body transformation of being, being like that's what they need they needed that yeah. push through sport through weightlifting it also teaches a lot of lessons you know to where yeah you may fail a set at 305 like you said or a 405 deadlift you may yeah. fail a set and then the next day you come back even stronger or yeah. whatever so and you learn that through sport and it also translates to everything else in life as yeah well. so i think yeah, like perfect sense my brother told me when i first started crossfit in the first year he was like your stature and how you walk into a room changed 
Like I was like more confident. I was like standing tall. And you know, when I walk into a room and because of my body and my body type, like people know I'm not there to like screw around. Like I'm mean business. I'm not kidding. Cause like, if you're disciplined enough to look that way, <laughs> you disciplined enough to get shit done. So yeah, like in facts. business and life. I ain't here to fuck around. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> you walk so, in with your chin high, chest up. Yeah. Like, oh. I always wanted male and females to take me seriously. I mentioned that when, like I said, I first met you, she walked into the room and the dynamic shifted a little bit. I was like, who in the hell is that? <laughs> you said that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, and it kind of comes back full circle. It's like it, it all it all makes sense. Like you said, it starts with you. And the one thing I love about you is that you lead from the front. Like you practice what you preach. A lot of people talk it, but they don't live it. And you are a a living, breathing like testament to oh, that. Thank you. I appreciate you know that. What I'm saying and that's huge. That yeah, that is huge. I think the problem is like a lot of um, I think women need to see figures like you because um, I'm. I'm a newfound uncle. You know what I mean? I have a, I have a, she's been, she's going to be two in June. And you know, like the confidence that a child has, they lose that as they get older. And once they get into like these social constructs, when they start going to school and yeah. you know, there's the mean kids and all of that. So you need a, you need a positive figure to kind of be like, Hey, well, this is my friend. I want you to like watch my friend. Yeah. And, and you know, preach the things that you preach and, and like present yourself the way you present yourself. Um, more often than not, when you scroll down social media, and I don't, I'm not trying to sound judgy. I'm a very like in the middle guy, but like some people present in a way that I don't think is in a, I don't want to say proper, but like there's going to be a young girl that's going to want to like grow up to be something. Yeah. Right. So you want to want, you know, you kind of want to set the tone where like, all right, well, this is what you should aspire to be. Maybe not that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, and you have like a reference point like you, I think that helps and you're going to change the dynamic you know, by people just watching you and like listening to your story. No, I appreciate right. that. And I also want to stress to like women out there. Cause like, I know I have a harder personality. Um, hopefully I can curse a little bit, but you don't need to be a bitch to cuss. get what you want. <laughs> That's hundred percent true. Like when, when women act like bitches and they're like, well, I need to act tough around and you don't need to be a bitch to get what you want. You just need to have respect for your craft and be good at your craft. And then you'll get respect from men or, you know, vice versa men. Like, Men don't need to be douchebags to get respect. True. Like, just be be nice at the end of the Valid day. Valid point. You know, I, I swear, like, my quote in life is just, like, don't be a dick. <laughs> like, it? don't, that's, that's like, it's really phrase. not. Try not to be a shitty human. I always say, I say that every morning to people. Try not to be a shitty human. Yeah. You know, I feel, people do want to pay back more than not. So, just, you know, just be nice. Just be nice. Just be nice. That's it. Super simple. Yeah. So Just I always want to nice. stress that people are like, people think I have a, like a harder personality and I do sometimes, but I'm never, ever, ever like a bitch. So yeah, you, you do have a strong personality. Oh, I definitely do. And, and, uh, I, that's not for the faint hearted. Like <laughs> people got to come with their a game. If they're going to sit down and have a conversation with you or like, I'm pretty sure like in business dealings, right? Yeah. Like you, if you're as hard nosed as you are in the gym, I'm pretty sure uh, at the business table is no different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also have, have people be. who are smarter than me around like, one of my keys in life, and people ask me about my positivity, I have people who are better than me, stronger than me, and surround and smarter than me. What's that saying? If you're the best in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. That's it. Like, if something I'm not good at, you best believe I'm going to be like, yo, my friend, like, my financial advisor, like, I'm not lost with money, but money's not my thing. Like, yeah. I, numbers are not my thing. So you best believe I have somebody who's really good in numbers. Right. You know, like, you, you got to, I hate when people are just threatened by others instead of taking their craft and making you a better human being. Like I, my friend Joel helps me with finances. I have no idea sometimes. I'm just like, da, 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 just shuffling money. And she's like, no, do this, this, and this. I'm yeah. not going to act like I know when I don't. Well, thank God you got somebody like that in your circle. That's like, all right, I got you. Yeah. yeah. But of course, like I got it. I'm not good at things. Let's all be serious. I'm not great at everything. So let right. me get See, somebody who is. That right there says a lot about like who you are. The fact that most people won't sit there and say that I'm not good at things. Right. A lot of people want to have this persona like they're perfect or like they could do no wrong or oh, i'm just this you know high and almighty person yeah like having that little bit of vulnerability helps. it helps yes, yes. shows yeah. the human it, side exactly and i don't think a lot of people get that everybody wants to walk around like you know cool hand luke <laughs> for yeah. school and it's just like you know, life's not like that it's okay know? not to have all the answers so, yeah yeah I 100% agree with that as well. Yeah. Well, do you get hated on, Quam, because you don't post as much on social media and stuff like that? Uh, honestly, Definitely. I, don't even, I, don't, I probably do, but I don't even know. Just because okay. I tend to not even focus on that. I'm a, Like I said, I'm the type of person that where social media doesn't define me. 
and I don't think I need it for it to define me. But if you meet me as a person, yeah. you'll know that Quan's a stand up guy. Yeah, always. Right. So it's not it's not one of those things that I don't post as much. And then a lot of people do it the, the wrong way. They post a lot just because they want, you know, this sponsor to come here and do this and do that. And they need that validation. Yeah. I, I well, validation don't. is like the biggest drug right well, now. You know the that, biggest right? drug right now. And I think I learned that coming <laughs> out of college. Fact. Coming out of college, when I was playing football, I was always on that structure of I had practice this time. We, we watched film this time. It was just like boom, boom, boom. And then playing at Clemson, it was just like anything was easy. Anything. You know, yeah. And then after I, when I graduated, it was just like all of that was gone. And I'm like, who was really there for me? Yeah. You know, you learn quick. Now, there's not that many people there for you. And it's a few, very one or two people that's still hanging out that. Oh, yeah. So th- th- that was another thing. It was just like, OK, now that I'm in a different limelight now, which is fitness. Yeah. I know now not to invest so much energy into stuff that's not going to last forever. Long oh, yeah. One hundred percent. So I, that's why I just. Yeah, I, I do make my post. I do post every now and again due to, you know, Under Armour and some sponsorships here and there. But for the most part, I got that laser focus, though. Like I watch yeah. him in the gym. Like he comes in, gets on his phone, writes it on the board, starts his warm up. And it's like he's a creature of habit. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, right. that's, I always see the same thing when I go over there and work out. My man comes in, looks yeah. at the phone. <laughs> the phone <laughs> this is what we're doing it. today. You know what yeah. I mean? Get after it. Yeah. So, yeah, people do hate. But then again, I don't even know. You know, I. If, if some of my friends that say, hey, Quan, you know, if you let people know a little bit more about yourself, you can get X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, then. And that's I, one of the main reasons why I want to, <laughs> to I do this. Because I, I, like, I, you know, I spend time with him. You know, we, yeah, we work out. And it's like, um, even when he just gives me like coaching cues, he's really good at that. I, yeah, um, I would expect him to be. And then you have to give too, because not every good athlete's a good coach. Yeah, because everybody has yes. a different learning tactile. So like, he'll come over to me and be like, oh, Jay, listen, you, you might want to, you know, Stand tall on this clean or stand tall on this snatch. And it's like, all right, cool. He's giving me the right cues because he's reading, you know, like my learning tactile. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. Quan, and then as soon as I apply it, I get, you know, two something snatch, whatever the case may be. He's really good at that. And like, he's a good people person. That's one thing I could say about him. Like, always. Uh, super good with like human beings, very humble. Like, and I think people need to see that. So I was like, you know what? When, when this podcast kind of was, you know, looming and we were like, all right, well, like, I said, I need to, sh- I need for people to see this side of him. Right. Because it's a, it's, it's a, it's a dope side. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, sometimes like, I know social media is like a re it's a, it's a, it's a weird place. Cause like you want to give people, like we said earlier on like some stuff, but you don't want to give them everything. Right. You know what I mean? There should they, be, then they want too much of it. Then they want too much of it. Right. And then I know you can got to put your foot down and say, I know hey. it's also crazy too, because like, if I didn't release strong on social media, where would I be with strong? It, you know, you know what I mean? It is, like, it is, it's a double-edged sword. It is. It's a double-edged sword. Because as soon as everybody's like, wait, what's this? What's this? Oh my God, I see your Instagram story. Da, 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 da. And when you sign up for class, like if I didn't do that and release strong on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is, like would strong exist? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Right? It is a good marketing platform. Though. Oh my God, it's so, absurd. Yeah, you do what you got to do to market, market whatever your product is. In the is. light that you guys are in, do you feel like a little bit of pressure to like, Put out content like that, because I'm just Jason. I'm I'm a cop. I'm just, <laughs> you know what I mean, like I'm I'm lucky I get go to hang ahead, out with Quan. You go first. Uh, it's it's important too to an extent. Like I said, if you mm-hmm. wanted, if you need that platform, or we, it is a platform, right, for us to advocate whatever we want to advocate to, yeah. or push what we want to push. And if this is something that you dedicated to, far as strongest mixing mi- several modalities in one to create a pinnacle of you, the strongest person that you can be. If that's your message, which is what we've been talking about this whole time, then relay that because yeah. those are still along the lines of your character, what you believe in, who you are, then yes, push that, you know. But when you get to a point to where sometimes people can get distracted, not saying this is the case with you, but m- some other people can get distracted to where you look in the comment section and you see haters and haters are just like blah, blah, blah. And then that shows a different side of you of you having to respond, you oh getting upset God. about this, then it turns into a different avenue. Yeah. And that's not what I'm that's not what we're about. So yeah, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you stay on top of that and you're good to go. But like when it gets outside of that, then I feel like it's not necessary for me to I'm not gonna waste my time arguing with a keyboard king or queen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't need that. I, don't I call them it. keyboard gangsters all the time. That, I'm that like, or, yeah. or you not liking or liking my posts or you doing it. Ain't nobody losing sleep over that. Yeah. I'm just trying to get this message across. Do that. 
and you should be good, you know? Yeah, no, I believe, again, like I said before, attention and validation is probably the biggest drug and it came out through the pandemic as well. How it makes people, they defining themselves by the like of their posts and how much they get reposted. I'm just like, did you change a life today? You probably didn't. So like, still the same. you still the same. You still like doing the same ass thing. Right. You know what I mean? If you made an impact, it's a little bit different, right. but like you doing the same shit. Like Titan Games, amazing platform, but also that fame is five minutes long maybe five minutes long, yeah. maybe three minutes long. So like, keep it rolling, but yeah, yeah, you know, so like people are like, all right, what show is next? What show is next? And I got reached out by a couple of shows and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, my, my base, meaning my home life, my work needs to be, that comes first because that's what I'm coming back to. Correct. I'm not going to be attracted to the next show, the next validation that's something that, that hypes up my ego and hypes up my self-esteem because those Instagram people ain't paying my bills either. Right. Yeah, what's that bank account looking yeah, like? Yeah, so like they ain't me? paying my bills. Yeah. I don't so, get paid in likes, I get you dollars. Gotta you still got to eat. Yeah, you gotta gotta eat. yeah, like a so. show reached out to me and whatever. Um, not allowed to talk about, but like a show reached out and I denied it and my friends were like, what? And I was like, not going to lie, like, I just needed to make sure my life is in check here because this life matters. Right. My real life matters. My Breach. Yeah. And the rest that comes with it, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. And maybe I'll take an opportunity down the road. But, like, I feel as if I live my path, more opportunities will come. So it's okay. Right. You know what I mean? But, I, like, fame lasts literally three minutes. Uh, we live in a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately society. So, right. like you said, it's, it's like, all right, you're the hot topic. And then next you know, they're on to the next. Yeah. Um, exactly another thing i wanted to shed light on is like this motivational speaking i i, I love hearing you talk so oh, like thanks. i know that um, with the jersey accent and all or I'm like learning, and i'm yeah, learning right yeah, now I'm like, yeah i love the jersey <laughs> yeah. this, this i'm like wow you know very, yeah. very interesting woman i i say this all the time and i think uh people need to hear your story you need you know it needs to get out there a little bit more yeah um but i want to shed light on this motivational speaking what are you doing with it what's the next like move i mean I'm just because I know you have you've had a few engagements. Correct? Yes, I had a few engagements. So it's very crazy the engagements I get booked for. I get for a book for like young women on body positivity to big finance companies that reach out to me like what's good for their health and wellness during the pandemic to other companies that talk about entrepreneurship. Oh, so okay. yeah, okay. like how how was it to be an entrepreneur? Where do I start? Yeah. So th I'm telling. That's probably the three lanes I talk about. Health and wellness, entrepreneurship, and then body positivity. Out of the three, which one do you like? Body positivity for the young women. Hey, oh my God. Okay. It's the best. Like I, I speak to like Girl Scout troops sometimes over Zoom. Oh, that's dope. They're that the can cutest. never stop. You know, that's something that's, it's got longevity too. You know? Yeah. Because you're always going to encounter body positivity with the youth no matter what. So yeah, keep rolling with that and that's going to help. I yeah always like that's my favorite by far i right now it's, everything's over zoom right now you can't do anything in person yeah, when the world opens back up i think you'll be out here touching souls and yeah stuff. i hope i can just be more in person with some people um and do more speaking engagements in person like that's my goal it's just right now i'll take the opportunity though to be all over zoom or be doing i love podcasting and yeah. i love talking to people in general so any way i can uh you know make a difference or ever someone hears my story and touches their life in any type of way i'm here for it legit yeah love i love it yeah I mean, i'm trying <laughs> uh, as a kid right yeah um were there any like female athletes that you looked up to um i always wanted to ask you this question oh my god that's well like the u.s um the world cup had like mia ham on it and stuff like that i uh, love that team okay um so mia ham me and him, Serena Williams, always, always Serena 100%. Williams. Oh, queen. You ever, if you ever see her play in person, you ever see her play in person? I haven't. I have. Beast. <laughs> I see her on TV and I'm like, she'll eat you alive. She's an imposing figure. Yeah. Um, truthfully, it wasn't even women in sports. It was um, my family members that were women that were really, really strong that were like that I looked up to. Yeah. So I, I, I looked up to a lot of men athletes just because I had four brothers and they played in sports so we're mm -hmm. heavy in it. Like, so I always, uh, I also had the biggest crush on him, but Derek Jeter was like my number one. Who didn't have a crush on Derek, <laughs> so Derek like, Jeter? Like, I want to marry Derek Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Southerner, so like, I really don't know much about Jeter. As really? bad as that sounds. What? Oh, I mean, no, I know he's- Let me, know he's, tell, you he's, let me he's, tell you something. <laughs> Derek Jeter was like the messiah here. It was For the real. craziest. Of course. So <laughs> me coming up, um, I'm, a, I'm a big Yankee fan, but like, their heyday was like when I was in high school. So right. three out of the four years I was in high school, they won a championship. Right. And then the year after I got out, they went back again. And I think they lost to like the Arizona Diamondbacks. But like Jeter was like God. Right. 
he was. Do no see, wrong. See, this is my argument. Oh my God, please. Let's go. So you gonna talk about Jeter, man? And I did, and I did this with my buddy Jesse. Uh, shout out to Jesse. But um, how long did Derek Jeter play? And then oh God, like twenty, 20 plus years, years, twenty years, right? Yeah, yeah. And was a Yankee the whole time, baby. Which yeah, is, that never which happens. But like, if you play in the league for twenty years, how are you not gonna not break any records? You're going to break record. But he was good enough to keep himself around for 20 years. Yeah. I mean. Like he, there's people that yeah, are. That, yeah. But I uh, think I think the allure. <laughs> like, when I, when, like I think he had the record. The one that I know of recently was he had the most hits or yeah, something three, like yeah, that. Yeah. The most thousand, hits or something, yeah, something like, like that, that out of a, any player. But I'm saying if you play for 20 years. Yeah. There's a lot of dudes that that, that play for 20 years and got ish. You know what yeah. I mean? But He's also got, he made himself relevant for 20 years. Yes. Tom Brady made himself relevant for how many years? You're right. You're right. The, right. the best way I can. I can put that is like um you see how guys looked up to like mj kobe right. that was jeter in in like new york to the sport of baseball he still, did it with class still yeah he did it with with like um like a certain like humbleness about him too like you never heard yes him. he had no scandals about him yeah, ever like you never heard nothing about him i i think he had a good team around him <laughs> that made sure that <laughs> he never FBR got involved in any of that stop it because I heard about those gift gifts. Yeah, but exactly. He there was no like marriage scandals or anything like that. He never true. got caught up in like all Yeah, he got married after he got after, out of the league. He he had a good time. To a girl that was my age and I was pissed. She's like, I missed out on Derek. Damn. We could have made athletes, Derek. We could have made athletes. <laughs> you messed up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. but he like no scandals around like you send a girl home with a gift basket. That's even nice. You spend a home with a gift basket. That's like it, he was a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just glorifying it. And I was like, he, he, he did it with class. Then he I did it with class. class. You're right. Yeah. he it. didn't get any any trouble. Respect that as as an athlete. I don't know much about him just because, like I said, I'm from the south. So yeah, who am I? But I mean, obviously his accomplishments were great. He won a lot of oh, championships. He's a goat, man. Yeah, like, he, he is. To me, he's a go to. He could he could do I no just, wrong. In my you know, eyes. playing devil's advocate. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. So who was your guy in baseball? Then coming up, then? I didn't. I don't, like I played or baseball. Sports. I played baseball for like half a year. <laughs> my dad was a coach. Your top three athletes all time. Top three yeah. all time. Well, give me top five. Let's go top five. Athletes. Dang, you're making him do more. You were thinking. All right, the five I'm is a, easier than I'm three. Open three this you thing up. Squeeze it in. Number one, I'm gonna open it up with. Uh, I'm a LeBron James fan. Okay, I'll give you Bron. Bron, give you that number I'll give one. You a pause on that. Uh, <laughs> number two, and this just cracked it recently. Oh, recently? Oh, God. Tom Brady. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you had that button ready. You had that button I ready. Said, I, hey, I, 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 I didn't even know that the soundboard nah. had these buttons. Yeah, I'm Tom Brady. Like, I'm gonna give you a, that. He's a I'll legend. Give I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And, Seven. And, Chips. He's been to ten Super Bowls in twenty years, and he's known to be old as hell in his sport. You're and too old. Forty three. He don't take that many hits. He's a quarterback. I, <laughs> I'm a just. I'm a. I'm like I said. But I know you got experience. Seven, in sport. seven chips, and then this last year was way impressive. You yeah, beat yeah. Drew Brees. You beat Aaron Rodgers. I respect beat, to him. I, I give you that. That's respect. Phenom, phenomenal, me, and I just respect that craft. Obviously, Kobe will be in there because okay. he's the type of person that was like It'd be Kobe, <laughs> Mike, Mike, Michael Jordan as well. Obviously, yeah. these are these are that. all one. And then um, something that was a little slightly different, um, Floyd Floyd Mayweather. Oh yeah, you know Money Mayweather. Floyd, day, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. I mean, the list can go on. and I on. I met him in two thousand and five. Solid dude, great guy. The list can go on and on. Floyd Mayweather is a guy that. Never lost, and he was a villain the whole time. Yeah. Just like we were talking about earlier, how do you embrace people hating on you all the time? time? Like, eventually it gets exhausting. Like, I would be like, man, you know what? I'm tired of having to defend myself for being the greatest person out there. For me, I'll just... Because I, I don't feel like I have to defend myself. Anymore. I also feel like... <laughs> I just be like, yo, I'm done talking. Like, I'm done talking. Yeah. And he still talks to this day. And that's his personality. And he's 50. I love him. And, oh, 50 fights? Yeah, I love him, man. 50 fights? He is the he is like the epitome of I think what success is in a sport in a sport like that right. where like he's just a culmination of like if you really think about it his you know his uncle Roger Mayweather right right and then his dad Floyd Mayweather senior were just they were two great boxers that just had shortcomings outside of the ring and he was you know he grew up around the sport of boxing and when you have two guys like that around you you mix that with genetics and like all right I know what not to do right then you right. get that is the byproduct of it 
everybody who's good in their craft of especially athleticism and what they sacrifice behind it is like pretty honorable. Right, right. You know, even like when Matt Frazier came, I know he retired and he came out with like right. what he, he went to bed at eight 30 every night. And Time out. What are your thoughts on the Matt Frazier retirement? Good for him. <laughs> Come out on top. I don't do you care. See him, do you see him coming back with wearing Quan, that 4 Quan or 5 would know a little jersey? bit better maybe I mean, than me. Do you think he's coming back with the 4 or 5 on or what? Good, good for him. Like you said, he made good his, for him. He made as much money as he possibly could in a sport that doesn't have that much, much money. money. Yep. Yes. Uh, Yo, I looked he, up his net cr- worth, bro. He created a lot of opportunity for himself. <laughs> he's worth some chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two point like so, five mil, bro. He's that's what I'm saying. Money. With the Nike deal, with constantly winning the games, and yeah. then like you said, like any everybody, I, like, like I said, the list can go on and on for me because the craft that people put in, oh, the, the unbelievable, work, the the focus, the laser focus is just out of this world to me for for the greats, and that can go on and on. Serena Williams, like. Great, yeah, yeah. focus, just like all of this. This new girl that's coming up that that beat her the other night. She seemed like oh, she laid yeah. her. Oh, oh, yeah, she yeah, cried yeah, the yeah. first time she beat her too. She cried the first yeah, time yeah. she beat her. You yes, know, like um, like, the young girl, Saki. Oh, yeah, she okay. beat her in the U.S. Open yep. last year, and she just recently won again. I'm just like, you got to respect the craft. Now she still is young, and Serena won what 25 championships or whatever. She's and she's still crazy. going. Oh, another and she's still person, going. Michael Phelps. Oh yeah, like I don't know if y'all ever swam before, but. Yeah, not like the, competitively, <laughs> but to be in the water for me, I do like the laps down and back. He's doing like full blown workouts, and he's you do a, that for a couple hours. I'm first off, I'm goat. getting out of the pool, starving. Yeah, facts. <laughs> and I'm gonna eat everything. A voracious appetite after and, you swim, and, and then you sleep. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So yeah, I mean, I mean the, the amount of sacrifice. Like Matt Fraser didn't eat with a steak knife because he thought it was gonna hurt himself. Like right. it's like wild what they sacrifice. And Tom Brady even said it. Like he's like, I go to bed at eight every night. The pro- see, my my thing is he, this right. Do you, like so oh Tom Brady I'm has nervous. Tom Brady has seven chips. Right. Walk away. I think Matt Frazier, to me, I, I say him retiring when he retired is perfect. Jordan, you know, left the game the first time. Yes. Right. Fade away perfect in Utah, right? And then, you know, he decides that he wants to come back. Why? Right? I mean he came back but right. But maybe they're not done yet. Right. No, they I mean, ain't I'm, done I'm, yet. This, this is my thing. Leave, like leave. <laughs> you leave. Like Tom Brady legit treats it like a job. And this is what he do. It's so ingrained in him now that it's like hard to stop. Why you would see, you? He put up a post the other day, right? He's like, keep all receipts. And he basically went right. through everybody who talked the most ish about him. He They they made a nice, beautiful edit. Music. <laughs> like, it was like Meek Mill in the background. He's like, I keep the receipts. But you. That's like, amazing. But, all right, bro. You got seven now. Just walk away into the sunset, bro. You come back. You're going to get eight. But okay, cool. You're going to get eight. No one's going to beat you. The seven. Is phenomenal. But is anybody going to really hate if he loses? Like, let's just say he lost this next year. Is anybody really going to be like, oh, my it's God. It's not the hate. It's, to me, it's the risk. It's like you can drop back. Somebody can hit you from your blind spot. Yeah. And, you you know, you, you end up. Oh, them, them, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. sipping from a straw for the rest of your life and talking with a keyboard. You okay, I, mean? I know what you mean by so, that. But then. it's so second nature now to where, like, why not? Just <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, this is all I know. How this is all I know. He's been in the game so long to where it's like. How can you stop? Yeah, I true. don't even know how to stop no more. Not I just like, got to keep working. I mean, I'm the no, amount of money I'm, he's going to make off of this championship with endorsement deals and sponsorship is going to be already, stupid. Right. It's going to be stupid. You can't shut that off. Like I feel yeah, like that's it's hard to shut off of there. When you're that great, it's hard to shut off. And I'm not saying that I have that, but I love. I enjoy working out personally. So for me, it's just like I'm never going to yeah, stop people, working out. And if people, I'm yeah. able to compete, I'm just going to keep keep competing. I don't know. Yeah, you're always going to so, compete. I mean, I, I can understand it now, and I hope he may hear this. I feel like some of that stuff might have been a little fabricated as far as, like, not eating with a steak. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like cut his finger and all this. But he, he relayed the message that he took it serious, and that's, right. what, I, that's what I appreciate because I know <laughs> between events. Oh, God, what? I'm nervous. I'm nervous. What? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I mean, things the man's, happen. The man's a goat, but like I, like I, like I said, you, you, know, you think it, he's it, gonna come back? No, I don't think. You don't so. think so? No, I, I think, think he so. might, bro. Quan, are you always gonna compete as an individual? That's my question to you. Oh, are you always gonna be compete as an individual? Good question, Court. Is that like a different? I know it's a different mindset. Like uh, I would rather. I love team, so team me up, or like whatever. Uh, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, for now. I'm a. 
I'm gonna ride this. I'm gonna ride the wave for now. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, you got but, some good athletes at Roseland and Sparta and Alabama, so I'm just like wondering. Right. No. Know? Or you can no. put together a super team. You, you can. Know. You you could put together like, three. Super oh, I know teams. some people that know some people. <laughs> yeah, that's Shit. what I'm yeah. saying. No, I'm a. I'm, eventually, maybe I'll try try to go team, but I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Whatever just happens, happens. You know what I mean? I'm just. I've asked go him with this it. before. Man. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I would consider it if it's a legit chance to like do some big things. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, have some fun. You definitely have been asked before. I have, and I'm, the, I pro- the problem is, is like, uh, I tend to get extremely competitive, just like we all do. And you know, whenever they say bet on yourself, bet on yourself, and I typically tip like to bet on myself. If I'm I know that I didn't do something, or if I'm, you can only hold yourself accountable. I'm holding yeah. myself accountable, but right. if I know I'm not winning because my teammate isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing, then then I'm upset now. And, I, <laughs> and we wasted a lot of time to where I could just You'd be do like, it. put yourself in the corner. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> and you know, and you got to be nice and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, we needed to be working on weaknesses. And same with me. So yeah. Yeah, right. I'm like I feel like I always just knew you as an individual. I don't even think I knew you on a team ever. And I tried a few team workouts, but it, oh, oh, workouts in the gym. I'm talking about like in no, a competition. No, water well, um, yeah, he was, I did Waterpalooza yeah. twice. Yeah, Wait, on a, on a team? team? Yeah, he was down there with Ao. Oh, duh, right? yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I tried to work out once. <laughs> <laughs> I tried on a Saturday. With, uh, <laughs> I forgot you did go to Waterpalooza as a team. Yeah. team. Yes, and then you before did. Before that, when I first when the, my first year doing Waterpalooza, twenty. 14 maybe 2015 I was on a team as well. Who were you on a team with? Was that the was that the year it fucking rained the whole time? Nah, that was that the was year. that was when D friend went too. That year was a wild. That was the year I was on a team, but I went with some random guys. A guy named Paul Villarreal, a Villarreal, okay. something like that, and then another guy named. I feel like Trey. People, you should just put teams together for fun to go down there because like Miami's fun shit. Why yeah. not? You know, like and yeah, then, yeah. And then we got an invite. We had an original team. My original team fell through. I had an invite elite. We had no business being elite. <laughs> No business really? being elite. Yeah. Yeah. Real yeah. dang. It was bad. And it was that situation to where I'm just like, I don't know. What, what, what but the elite teams at Water Blues are wild. Crazy. They're yeah, crazy. crazy. I'm just like, even yeah. the girls, I'm just like, oh, God, it's yeah. just so hard. <laughs> so same same with uh, the, t- the year I went with Io. It was like me, Io, Joe. Yeah. You know, it was just tough being on the team. But it was fun. We had a good time. It was Miami, you know. It's always the Miami's best. Miami's always fun under the lights. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, in closing, what is next for Courtney Roselle? What do you got next? What's on the plate? What's, you know, oh my Lord. what does the future hold for Courtney Roselle? Um, for the first time in, this sounds crazy because of my personality, but for the first time in life, I'm going to let things come to me and me not chase it. Mm. Meaning, I want to see what happens with Strong and what comes from that. I already, like, I talked to Quan about this. I got asked to be on an app and stuff like that, um, to do strong and stuff like that. Um, I just want to see what comes from this. For the first okay. time, I'm not going to chase something. I'm going to let it happen because I do have a lot on my plate right now and I need to make sure I just take care of myself. Like, I get so caught up with work that I forget to take care of myself. But if I don't take care of myself, who else am I taking care of? Nobody. Right. I like that. So, with that being said, you're going to have to become a yes woman. <laughs> say yes to everything. You don't have to say yeah to everything. Yeah, you might have to. Yeah. Because if a lot of opportunity is coming, you never know where that where that road will take you. Yeah, one hundred percent. But I'm definitely focusing on strong and making it bigger brand because I, right now I have it in two gyms in my Excel gym in Fairfield, which is like an actual program. Then I have classes in Brazen, which is in Hoboken. But I do want to go to other gyms and make it a thing. Like even like oh, come out for a strong class. Maybe what? Like seminars. Yeah, type. like seminars or even like oh. Like I'll host a class at whatever CrossFit, whatever gym to see what a strong class is like and okay. stuff like that, to see what my brand is like, to see what, cause my programming is nothing that people have seen before yet. So I just want to go to other gyms and like, you know, you pay in for drop-ins and be like, we're about to advertise strong for a class and me and my partner go and put something on like a show. So I like that. I like that idea as well. Yeah. Like and we had a couple strong athletes at Roseland or strong man, strong woman athletes at Roseland. And yeah, of course. We just didn't offer it much of it okay so it was kind of difficult for us to accommodate for them so they would have an open gym package and they would come in you know an hour a day and oh, train for that but you know if we had a once or twice a week that could open up some doors that could open yeah. up some doors 
Yeah, I also, it's like also too, because a lot of the CrossFit athletes, they didn't realize how much they liked the bodybuilding aspect. So like a lot of it is like- Sun's out, guns out. And they just didn't realize the muscle endurance. Like I went into, right? So I cleaned 225. So I went into the bodybuilding arena and they were like, they were like, all right, let's do some leg press. And I died. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's different. It's a different stimulus. Yeah, absolutely. died. Or they're like, let's do some giant sets. So a giant set is four supersets of four different exercises. Do 20 back squats into 20 barbell front lunges into 20 step-ups into 20 calf raises. (laughs) One set. Do that four times giant sets. You have a seven minute. Like, and I died. I'm I'm out. out. But I also aesthetically like changed like unbelievably probably my quads and my ladies, ass are the biggest it's ladies been. that's how you get them cheeks <laughs> if you're looking to get some cheeks take this strong program that's what it is so i, I just want to introduce them to a different type of weight training and then i want to take the bodybuilders and show them how to do some cleans now will that build overall raw power raw strength because like it will definitely i'm not be- a deadlifter i'm not oh a, you never know hey i'm not a i'm not a back huge back squat either yeah like, but then they even fucking snatch 275 like it's nothing <laughs> yeah he's like i'm not a, that strong i mean it's a dynamic not, movement to where the athlete athleticism have to play a factor in that yes. but i don't have that maybe we have to talk about yeah something. i mean there's just different strengths in different arena again i clean 225 and literally i put a 45 pound play on this like president of slowly dying they're like are you what what they like didn't believe me. You know, different it's like, stimulus, like you it, said, like every you know, in every arena, which I love in the fitness arena, there's a different strength. That's what I took from. Right. Like I was like, I'm gonna take from this, I'm gonna take from this, and like let's see what we can play with and everything in between. But definitely my classes are like very muscle endurance based. I mean, raw strength is, you know, yeah. you have one rep maxes and stuff like that. So ah, I suck at that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to take a look at this strong program maybe we can come down and take a class or something yeah it's gonna be a out. whole different type of burn like people slowly die like, on it again my life <laughs> yeah, yeah my life and like literally like okay like that superset i did at 105 for that and that was fucking heavy for a girl like that was heavy mm, you know what i mean so they were like holy crap i'm gonna try that this week yeah do 20 20 20 20 and do happens. about and i did 35 pound dumbbells crush it though fucking i'll try it i don't care <laughs> Yeah. All right. We got a workout planned. In, let's do it now. <laughs> oh, I ain't doing the shit now. We got time. We got time, dude. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my mom just called me. She said she need me. <laughs> uh, all right, mom. I'm away. Listen, so I am I am super thankful for you coming out today, Court. I appreciate you so much. Quan and I appreciate you for coming thank out. Thank you so much. No, thank you guys first, for having me. The first episode on the Platinum Podcast, the Platform Podcast. I, I truly, truly appreciate you coming out. Um. Yeah, we're going to do this again at some point. Please. Um, yeah. Anytime. Maybe some vlog stuff. Maybe some you, vlog. You know, Get that yeah. workout in. I want to yeah. try the strong workout. To be Ooh, honest. let's do a strong workout together. A giant set. Yeah, we'll Either on. upper body or lower body. You get to pick. We're working on some visual oh, stuff. Strong. So we can get the visuals together Probably and get go that lower. going. Probably yeah. go lower. We'll definitely, we'll definitely get that done. 100%. So, um, wait, one closing question. Go. Right, one closing question. Um, this is how we're going to start ending these podcasts. All right. Okay. So. Um, if you could pick an actress to play you in a movie, who would it be and who would be the director? And Wait, what? All right. If you could pick an oh. actress to play you in a movie, right? I don't even know that many like direct, but can it just be like an actor as a director? I don't know like director, directors in uh, movies. Man, I'm like a Quentin Tarantino guy. So I'd be like, <laughs> oh, Quentin I guess Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Crazy. Yeah. I'd be yeah. a Quentin Tarantino, maybe like. Denzel or something. You know <laughs> of course I mean? he would be Denzel. <laughs> He's like, I already got it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Number one, I'd be Jennifer Lopez. Oh, Let's be shit. serious. You would, you you would be J-Lo? Okay, J-Lo playing Courtney Roselle. Yeah, she'd have to be like a little bit more jacked, but like J-Lo, definitely. Okay. And like my direct, I mean, it would be like a badass movie. So like. Would it be an action, rom-com, drama? R- rom-com. <laughs> rom-com. You would not. I love rom-coms. Um, it'd probably be drama. J-Lo, J-Lo could play off drama and True. be me. Okay. Yeah, All she right. totally can. Um, I don't even know the director of All it. Right. We'll, we'll name, a, name an actor or somebody that can name, that you would like to produce your story. Your I mean, if directed. it's... If it's like drama, I mean, if it was like comedy, I would do like Vince Vaughn would be like the director. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That. Like yeah. Vince Vaughn, like I just think he he goes time. off the like the rip when he just does it. He doesn't even have a script I, sometimes. I, he goes I, off the rip. So I love, I love Vince Vaughn. So yeah, all right. I could also be in a rom com with J Lo and you know I'll take it. I'll do take Vince it. Vaughn as my director. I'll take it. All right, man. I uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you guys for yeah, having so, me. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you know, we'll see you in the next episode. Uh, this is uh, Marquand, myself, and Courtney signing out. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.